The stale scent of old case files lingered in the air as I sat at my desk, surrounded by the ghosts of unsolved crimes. But one case haunted me more than the others, the cold case that had eluded me throughout my career. The murder of Amelia Sinclair. Amelia's lifeless body was discovered in the secluded alley behind a jazz club, her vibrant spirit silenced by a single gunshot. The investigation had hit a dead end, witnesses had clammed up, and evidence had evaporated like smoke in the wind. The case file, now yellowed with age, mocked me from the corner of my desk. For years, I had pushed the memories of that night to the recesses of my mind, but fate had a twisted sense of humor. A new lead, a small, inconspicuous envelope, arrived on my desk. Inside, a series of photographs unveiled a hidden truth, a truth that hinted at a conspiracy buried beneath the surface of the original investigation. The images depicted a clandestine meeting between high-ranking officials, the same officials who had once brushed off the murder as just another statistic. Amelia Sinclair's death was more than a random act of violence. It was a political chess move, and I was about to checkmate. The envelope bore no return address, no indication of the sender's identity. Someone with insider knowledge had decided it was time for the truth to emerge, and that someone knew where to find me. The unsettling realization that I was not alone in my pursuit both intrigued and frightened me. It was time to reopen the cold case and face the shadows that lingered in its corners, even if it meant facing parts of myself I'd pushed to the side. As I delved into the evidence, the memories of that fateful night resurfaced, the rain-soaked pavement, the flickering neon lights, the distant sound of a saxophone from the jazz club, all pieces of a puzzle that had confounded me for too long. But now, armed with newfound determination, I revisited the crime scene with a fresh perspective. The alley was eerily quiet as I retraced Amelia's last steps. I felt the weight of her unsolved murder pressing down on me like a heavy fog. The crime scene photos became a living tableau in my mind, and the whispers of the past echoed through the narrow passageway. I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched, that the shadows themselves were witnesses to the truth. This case has haunted me, and even the shadows know it. Back at the precinct, I gathered the remnants of the original investigation, witness statements, forensic reports, and the tattered remnants of hope was strewn across my desk. As I sifted through the paperwork, a name caught my eye. Elias Thornton, a former detective who had retired shortly after the case went cold. His involvement had been minimal, but the timing of his departure raised eyebrows. I tracked down Thornton to a dimly lit bar on the outskirts of the city. He had aged since his retirement, lines etched deep into his face and the weight of the past evident in his tired eyes. As I approached him, he looked up, recognition flickering across his face. Detective Morgan, he said, his voice gravelly. Long time no see. I cut to the chase, confronting him about his departure during the Amelia Sinclair investigation. Thornton's gaze flickered, a momentary lapse that spoke volumes. He knew something. He hesitated before ushering me to a secluded booth, away from prying eyes and curious ears. 
The air in the booth grew heavy with the weight of unspoken truths as Thornton recounted the events leading up to his retirement. He revealed that he had stumbled upon information linking Amelia's murder to a powerful network of individuals, each with a vested interest in silencing her. The conspiracy reached far beyond the confines of the precinct, infiltrating the corridors of political power. It was enough to make my stomach turn, and I wanted to brush it off as some crazy conspiracy, but deep down, I knew this made the most sense. As Thornton spoke, the puzzle pieces began to click into place. Amelia had unwittingly uncovered a web of corruption that extended to the highest echelons of society. Her murder wasn't a random act. It was a desperate attempt to silence her and bury the truth. But Thornton's confession came with a caveat. He had kept quiet to protect his family. The ominous threats he had received after getting too close to the truth had forced him to choose between justice and the safety of his loved ones. In the end, he had chosen family over duty, leaving the case unsolved and the guilty parties unpunished. A mouse in a cage. Anger and frustration churned within me as I absorbed the weight of Thornton's revelation. The justice system, designed to protect the innocent and punish the guilty, had failed Amelia Sinclair. But the fire within me refused to be extinguished. If Thornton feared for his family's safety, I had no such constraints. Determined to bring the truth to light, I revisited the photographs from the mysterious envelope. Each image held a key to the conspiracy, and as I scrutinized the details, I identified the individuals involved. The shadowy figures in the pictures were the very ones who had manipulated the course of justice, using their influence to shield themselves from the consequences of their actions. Armed with the damning evidence, I embarked on a perilous journey to expose the truth. The very individuals who had orchestrated Amelia's murder now found themselves in the crosshairs of justice. The city, once blinded by the facade of righteousness, would soon witness the unveiling of its darkest secrets. The path I treaded was fraught with danger, and the stakes reached beyond the boundaries of my own safety. The conspiracy, like a venomous serpent, coiled itself around every institution, every pillar of authority. I had become a lone wolf, navigating a treacherous landscape where allies were scarce and enemies lurked in the shadows. I, unlike most, had nothing more to lose. As I pursued the truth, I found an unexpected ally in Amelia's family. Her parents, who had long accepted the notion that justice would remain elusive, rallied behind my cause. Their grief morphed into a relentless pursuit of accountability, and together we forged an alliance fueled by a shared determination to expose the conspiracy that had shattered their lives. The media became a powerful ally in our quest for justice. The carefully orchestrated release of information, strategically timed to coincide with public outrage, sent shockwaves through the city. The once untouchable figures now faced scrutiny, their carefully constructed facades crumbling under the weight of public condemnation. The courtroom became the battleground where the final confrontation would unfold. 
the evidence we had painstakingly gathered, the witnesses we had protected, and the truth we had fought for converged in a trial that held the city's attention. The accused, once invincible, now faced the consequences of their actions. The trial was a tense affair, with legal titans battling for control of the narrative. The defense, armed with a legion of high-priced attorneys, sought to discredit the evidence and paint a picture of a conspiracy orchestrated by those with ulterior motives. But the truth, resilient and unyielding, withstood the onslaught of legal maneuvering. As the trial progressed, alliances within the city shifted. Some who had once shielded the guilty now faced their own moral reckoning. Whispers of dissent echoed through the corridors of power, and the conspiracy's web began to unravel from within. The accused, their arrogance replaced by desperation, resorted to increasingly desperate measures to maintain their grip on power. Something inside me hummed as I watched each guilty party flounder under the pressure. They were cornered, or so I thought. Money is a powerful thing, and while the person may have to yield to the truth, their pockets may not be so inclined. Bank accounts emptied, flights were booked, and evil men found solace in hidden regions of faraway countries. While one would think this would only push the justice system to pursue them further, it was more like they gave up, slapped their faces on a wanted list, and moved on with their lives. I can't. I won't. I'm trained, I'm angry, and I have nothing to lose. I will find them, and when I do, there will be justice for Amelia Sinclair.